Welcome to the Grace Point Assembly of God podcast. To find out more about our church, please visit gphixon.com. Now let's get into a powerful message for your life from God's Word. Today, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to um, share with you and communicate some encouragement and instruction um, in regards to this this whole topic of the the pandemic and and everything that's going on. You know, as we look at the news and the and the panic that seems to be in the hearts of so many, um, Jesus told us that these times would come. Jesus told us that these times would come. So I, I want to read a scripture that, that tells us about it. Turn with me to Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21. Um, and, you know, I'm, I am not a fear monger. I do not like to strike fear in people's hearts. And that's not my intent. That is not what I'm doing today. But I want to talk about the end times. Because I believe we're living in those times. And we need to be aware that God told us about the end times and what was going to happen. And then what our part should be in that. And so today I want to touch on that. In Luke chapter 21 verses 10 through 19, Jesus is talking about the end times here. And he says, Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and pestilence. What we're experiencing right now would be termed pestilence. This is the virus that is going around and a pandemic would be pestilence. And there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. This will be your opportunity to bear witness. Settle it, therefore, in your minds, not to meditate beforehand on how to answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. You'll be delivered up even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends, and some of you they will put to death. You will be hated by all for my name's sake, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. Wow. Within this scripture, we see several things. The first thing that I see there is that there will be pestilence or plagues with terrors and great signs from heaven. These things are going to happen. Jesus was speaking to his disciples and letting them know that times such as this were going to happen, that they were coming. None of this is catching God off guard. None of this caught him off guard. But rather is something he foretold would happen. So we don't have to worry about it because God is still in control. God knew this was going to happen. He knew what was going to take place. But we just need to trust him. 
and know that God is in control. God is still on the throne, that He is still the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is still the one that, that is over all things. And our hope, as we talked about last week, must be anchored. Anchored within the very throne room of God. In His very presence. Our hope is in Him. Not in the things of this world. Not in our government. Not in our finances. Hallelujah. Because man, if you looked at your 401k, I'm sorry. You shouldn't have looked. Because man, it's, it's disheartening to see how all the gains that have happened over like the last three years were wiped away. But you know what? God's still in control. God's still on the throne. God's still able. You know, it's okay. It's going to be all right. He's my provider before all this. He's going to be my provider after all this. Amen? And He's the one that I'm trusting in. He is the one that provides all things. So, you know, I can look at those things and we can see the markets going up and down and all the different fear that's taking place, but we don't have to enter into it because we know Him. And our hope is anchored in Him. Amen? So, why does Jesus tell them that all these things are going to happen? I believe it's found in verse 13, where He said, This is an opportunity for the church to bear witness. We need to understand that. I mean, I know he was talking about being brought before and persecuted and brought before leaders and all, but you know what? This kind of thing brings us in front of people. This kind of thing brings us in front of individuals that are going to look at us and they're going to see how are you handling it. This will be an, a, a rare opportunity. I look back at the last opportunity that I think we had as a nation for, uh, that was like this, and that was 9-11. How are we going to respond? How are we going to act? What are we, people are going to look at us and see, do you have the peace of God still? Or not? How are you going to react to crisis? How are you going to talk about the epidemic? It's real. We can't say, well, it's just not there. It's not, you know, I don't believe it's a conspiracy theory. You know, I mean, there's people out there that, can, that will talk like that. But the church doesn't need to be talking like that. We need to say, yeah, we knew it was going to come. Jesus told us it was. But He also told us to not to fear, for He has overcome the world. Amen? We need to tell them that, you know what, I'm not afraid because whatever happens, God is in control. And so I'm going to trust Him. I'm going to put my hope in Him. Look for ways to encourage people. Look for ways to just encourage them to trust in God. Many times we don't have that opportunity. People aren't asking us. People aren't looking for, for what they need as they are right now. They are looking for somebody to tell them, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I, I, I'm scared to death. I don't know whether to go to the store. I don't know whether to buy up all the toilet paper. I don't know what to do. I still don't understand the toilet paper thing. I, don't, I, I just don't get it. 
I mean, but I, I had my daughter pick me up with extra pack just in case. I don't know. I, you know. I don't know whether somebody's got a clue on this thing or what's going on. But, I mean, you know, it's like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. It's, it's like everybody's just scared to death and don't know what to do, where to go, what, how. But the church needs to be sitting there in peace and saying, it's going to be okay. Let's walk through this together. I want to pray with you. I want to, I want to help you through this difficult time and to know that God loves you and God is in control. So look for ways to tell about Jesus in the midst of all of this. Bottom line, just look for ways to tell about Jesus. This could be your opportunity to lead somebody to the Lord. If you've never led anybody to Christ, this could be your opportunity. But how many of you know we miss opportunities many times because we're not looking? We miss the opportunity because we're not prepared, because we're just, we're just trying to get ourselves under control, get our own minds under control, and trying to, to be at peace ourselves, and we're not thinking about everybody else around us. But this is the time not to worry about ourselves. We're in Jesus. But we worry about the rest of the world who's in fear, who's in turmoil, who doesn't know where to go or what to say or what to do or any of those things. Look for ways to be the hands and feet of Jesus. That's it. Look for ways to be the hands and feet of Jesus. If you can go to one of these schools and help hand out bags, go there. When you hand them a bag, say, Jesus loves you. You know what? I don't think the government's going to get upset. I don't think anybody's going to get upset at this time when we say Jesus loves you. If they do, we'll stop handing out bags. Amen? You, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, what are they going to do? They're not going to say, well, you can't hand out bags because you said Jesus. Nope, they're going to want you there. Helping bring peace and comfort to people that are coming to the schools. We need to be that witness. We need to do what we can. Amen? And not be afraid. The third thing that I, I, I want to say from this scripture is we don't have to worry about how to respond. You see, Jesus also encourages us that we don't have to worry about what we will say or do ahead of time. He tells us on there, he says, you know, get a hold of your mind and don't meditate beforehand on how to answer. Don't sit around thinking, well, I don't know what to say, God. I don't know how to tell people about Jesus. I just don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know how to say this or how I could come across. I'm not very eloquent. I can't. Stop all that. Trust God that in the moment He is going to give you the very words to speak, the things to do, the things that you are supposed to respond to. Don't live in fear. Don't be peer pressured to do things that you don't feel you should do or shouldn't do. Amen? Just follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because He has given you His Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you and to tell you and instruct you into all things. So rely upon the Holy Spirit to lead you. If the Holy Spirit is leading you to go and minister to somebody that has this, use wisdom, but go. Amen? 
Because that's what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. Be wise in it, but go where the Holy Spirit leads you. Because we don't, we're not led by fear, we're led by the precious Holy Spirit in our lives. And when He tells us to go, we need to go. Pray for a greater sensitivity of the Holy Spirit right now during this crisis than ever before. Pray for that sensitivity. Pray for the Holy Spirit to speak to you clearer than ever before of what to do, what to say, how to say it, who to go to, who to talk to, what to do. Be more attentive to the Holy Spirit's prompting in your life. Be more attentive. I mean, you may be standing in a grocery line and he may say, talk to the person behind you. Turn around and talk to him. Don't worry about what you're going to say. Don't worry about what's going to come out of your mouth. Just turn around and say, hey, how are you doing? That's a good way to start a conversation. And immediately they may say, well, I'm scared to death. Or I don't know what I'm going to do. And it gives you that opportunity. The Holy Spirit would open up to be able to just speak into their life and to help them during this most difficult time. Then once the Holy Spirit speaks to you, just step out. Step out in faith. Not in fear, but in faith. And follow His leading. Which brings me to number four. By our endurance, we will gain our lives. By our endurance, we will gain our lives. He, he says it there in verses 18 and 19. He says, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. Now, Jesus promised not a hair of your head will perish. Now, let me explain that. This does not mean that if we are Christians, we won't get the disease or be affected by its reach. I, I should have got a bigger Amen. That does not mean that we may not get infected. Okay? He is not promising that, you know, by saying not a hair of your head will perish, that you won't be affected by this. Because the statistics are that somebody within this group will probably get infected. There will probably be somebody. It doesn't mean that you're not living by faith. It doesn't mean that you're not as, as good of a Christian as the rest of them because they didn't have that happen to them. Oh, please, I want you guys to hear this. What he's saying is, <laughs> is that no matter what we face, if we endure it with our faith in God, intact, we will gain our life in Him. Okay? My, not a hair on my head is going to perish in eternity. In this life, there's hairs falling out all the time. More and more every day. <laughs> Some of us more than others. But anyway, we won't go into that. You, we got to understand what he's trying to tell us. He's, he's saying, look, when all of this begins to happen, don't worry, don't get fearful, don't, don't, don't pull back, don't try to hide and, and, and run away from the world. Don't get in your own place and, and think, well, this isn't going to touch me. I am a follower of Christ and this can't come into my house. 
We should be Christians and say, if it comes into my house, God is with me. And God is going to take care of me. And God is going to bring me through. And God is going to bring me through, whether it's in this life or the next, I will be with Him. And not a hair on my head is going to perish. This thing can't affect me because it will not touch my soul. Amen? And that's what we need to be clear on. Is that's what it's about. It's not about whether you're you got enough faith or all I mean I believe that if we trust God we can walk into places and we won't be harmed by it if God is leading us there but you know what even if I do go into that place and I pray for somebody and I lay hands on them and I get to contract this disease and it does take my life I'll be with Jesus Paul Paul says that we are in a win-win situation in whatever we face in this life. When you go to Philippians chapter 1, verses 18 through 24, he says it so clearly. He says, yes, and I will rejoice. Now, Paul is in prison at the time he's writing this. Okay? So, understand. Yes, and I will rejoice as he's in prison. For I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. As it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet, which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Paul is is making it clear, folks, that we don't have to worry about this thing because it cannot affect my soul. It can't affect who I am because I am in Christ. Paul wasn't immune, immune to going to prison. Paul was in prison when he's writing this. And he says, I believe God's going to deliver me out of this. But if he doesn't, whether I live or whether I die, whatever happens to me doesn't matter. Because I'm with Him. So I'm in a win-win situation. No matter what happens to us when we are in Christ, we're in that win-win situation. We're not to live in fear, for we know that to die is to be with Christ and to live is to be in Christ. We win. We win. No matter what. And so that should give us the encouragement to do whatever the Holy Spirit is prompting us to do. Don't just go and be crazy about this, but follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because when He leads us, He said that we could drink poison and it won't harm us. He said that we could be bitten by snakes and they would not harm us. He said that He would protect us in times that we need His protection. So we don't have to fear about it. We need to be led by His Spirit though. Because we do not want to test God. Amen? 
And that's the difference. So Isaac, you go ahead and come back up. Um, I'm going to close here in just a minute. So, so let me just kind of sum up what I'm trying to tell you in all of this situation. Number one, God knows what is happening and still is in control. Bottom line. He knows what's happening and he's in control. God loves every one of the individuals on this planet. Every one of them. And he desires that all should come to repentance. That all should know him and his name. He desires for everyone to come and to be with him. So God is, is going to try to do everything possible to bring them in. He loves them. And He's in control. He wants us to be His witness even in the middle of this public crisis. We can be His witness. We can be His hands and feet. We can do the things that He is calling us to do. He gave us His Holy Spirit to dwell in us, to lead us and to guide us in all things. Rely upon the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Let Him show you what to do and what not to do. Should we be wise in this? Absolutely. Matthew 10, 16 says, Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. He tells us, you're going out into this world and there are a bunch of wolves in sheep's clothing. There are, there are people that are going to try to hurt you and destroy you and everything, but you know what? He says, be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Use the wisdom that comes from God in all that you do. So we're to be wise and take every precaution that is possible. But those precautions should not keep us from obeying the Holy Spirit. If there's a need, we need to be willing to say, God, use me. Yes, I'll go. I'll do what I can do. We should not ignore the needs of others. But I would encourage you those who are most vulnerable to this disease to use all the wisdom that you can in your actions, but help them. Help them. Reach out to those that are sick in your, your neighborhood. Maybe you have a neighbor that you know that is, is not in good health. Reach out to them. Is there anything I could do to help you? Is there anything way I can, I can provide something for you that you can't get yourself? Or you don't need to go to the store. Can I run to the store for you? Or do you need your prescriptions? Finding ways to help those that are most vulnerable. It may be a single mom who has kids and they don't know what to do. They, they need to go to work, but they can't go to work because they've got the kids now and they, they, don't, know, they don't know what they're going to do. Lead by the Holy Spirit, but if He tells you to take care of the kids, take care of the kids. Holy Spirit's going to have to speak that to me, but you know. But if He said to do it, I'd do it. And if you don't know how to respond to a, a situation, rely on the Holy Spirit. Ask Him, what should I do? Is there anything I can do? 
how do I do this? What do I do? Rely upon the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is leading you. He is going to lead you into the right thing at the right moment. Also, rely upon your brothers and sisters in Christ to help you. You know, if you're struggling, call one of your brothers and sisters in Christ and say, hey, can you just pray with me? I'm I'm really struggling with this. We're here to help you, to be with you, to, to take you through this with faith and power. But most of all, do not live in fear. Don't live in fear. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. What he's saying is, is that the only fear that I could have would be the fear of going to hell. But when I know I'm in the love of God, there is no fear in me. I don't have to fear. I don't have to fear what comes my way in this life because I know in whom I have believed and He is able to keep me until that day that He takes me to be with Him. Then in 2 Timothy 1.7 it says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. God's given us a spirit, not of fear, but a spirit of power and a spirit of love and a spirit of self-control, of getting a hold of our mind and saying, you know what? I know my God and I know whom I have believed. So one last scripture I want to give you. Matthew 24, 13. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. We must endure whatever comes our way with our hope securely anchored in Jesus. In Him. Hallelujah. Let's all stand as we come to the end of our service today. Hallelujah. Every head bowed and eye closed for just, just a few moments. I just feel prompted to ask this question today. Maybe you're here and you have never entered into a relationship with God. You've been on your own, doing your own thing. You've been away from any kind of a relationship with God. Maybe you had it when you were younger, but now you don't. You you know where you are. And maybe you're here today and you just say, you know what, I need to have that peace. I need to have that that hope. I need to have the things that you're talking about today, but I don't have them because I guess because I don't have that relationship with God. So today he wants you to come and to be saved. He wants you to accept his love. He wants to forgive you of your sins and come into your life and give you the peace that passes all understanding that only comes from him. So if you're here today and you've never made that commitment or maybe you have in the past, but you need to renew that commitment today to follow after Him and you want Him in your life like never before, I, I just want you to lift up your hand and I'm going to pray with you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm going to pray with you and ask God to come and, and touch your life and heal you and deliver you and forgive you today. Amen. Yes. Is there anyone else? 
Hallelujah. Anyone else today? Man, to walk through this, you need Him. You need Him in your life. You need Him to be there because that's how we can walk through one of these things without any fear, without any anxiety, is knowing that He's in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to pray this prayer right now with you. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all I've done that is against you and your word. Come into my life. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Give me a new life in you. Lord Jesus, I submit to you all of my thoughts, all of my plans, all of my hopes, all of my dreams, and ask you to come and lead me. Now in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer this morning, I want you to know that he came into your life. He forgave you. He cleansed you of everything you've ever done. And he wants to walk with you. He wants you to pray to him. He wants you to talk to him as he's your very closest friend and be able to share with him all the hurts and all the pains and all the things of the past. And he wants to cleanse your life of all the things that you know aren't right. So Lord Jesus, I ask you to do that right now. God, cleanse, heal, deliver, set free now in Jesus' name. Lord, I'm praying right now for the rest of the church, those that, that, all of us that have that commitment to you now, Lord God, help us to walk in these things today. God, realizing that you knew these things were going to happen, that this hasn't caught you off guard, this is not something that you're surprised by, but Lord, you have allowed to happen so that your people, your church, might rise up and bring hope and peace to a nation, to a world, Lord, that is dying and hurting and needing hope in something. And God, I'm praying that you would help the church, help each one here today to rise up and do their part, to be led by the Holy Spirit, to be guided by your Spirit in all things. God, to not walk in fear, but walk by the leading of your Spirit. And God, to help those around us, to show the love of Christ, that this might be that opportunity for the church to bear witness, to bear witness of your great goodness and your love for this world. Lord Jesus, we're just asking you to help us to do our part, to do all that we can, to use wisdom, but to walk by your Spirit and be led by your Spirit now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you all for coming and being here today. Uh, thank you for those who are on Facebook Live for being a part of the service too. We love you and we, we missed you, but we're glad that you're staying home and being safe. And uh, we just ask each one of you as you leave today, try to remember uh, those little shaking hands and hugs and all those things uh, to just help make sure that we're doing our part in wisdom. Amen? But God bless you. Have a great afternoon.
for listening. We hope you'll tune in next week for another great sermon from Grace Point Assembly of God.